The Florida Panthers had home ice advantage throughout the whole entire postseason, but they dropped game one against the Washington Capitals tonight at FLA Live Arena. On this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, Jacob Winans from pantherparkway.com joins me to chat about this 4-2 loss with the Florida Panthers against the Washington Capitals. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Wednesday, May 4th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. They'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So, like I said at the top, Florida Panther fans, the Cats, like like I said, they have home ice advantage all throughout the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. But they dropped game one here at FLA Live Arena, which uh, I was very fortunate to be in person uh, for, for this game. But the Florida Panthers dropped this one, and um, it was a bit of a stinker. The Florida Panthers um, just committed too many mistakes, uh, leaving Bob out to dry um, with with this 4-2 loss. But let me bring in my guest um, on the show. It's Jacob Winans. He is back on a Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, who, was, who Jacob was also happened to be there in person uh, for this 4-2 loss against the Washington Capitals. Jacob. How are you doing tonight? Um, got to be honest, man. That one, that one hurts a little bit. Uh, it seemed like we had we had full control of that thing going into the third period. We uh, they weren't on the top of their game, but they they had a lead anyway. And you'd like to hold on to those. Um, but yeah, that one just kind of slipped away, and it doesn't feel good uh, right now. As as a Panther fan, you can't. I mean, no one's no one's happy. There's a lot of panic uh, around. If you look on on the social media, so it's it's not great. Not great vibes tonight. The social media might be freaking out tonight, but Andrew Burnett is not. Neither mm-hmm. is Aaron Eckblad. Nobody in the room is not. And Frank talked about this in our group chat right before even game one started. There are going to be highs. There are going to be lows. Hopefully more highs than lows, of course. But each team is going to face their own fair share of adversity throughout the postseason. And yeah, we know that the Florida Panthers had a 2-1 lead. Yeah, we know they had another comeback attempt after, after, drop, um, drop, um, getting, letting the Washington Capitals score the first goal within the first few minutes of the game, but the um, Aaron Eckblad and Andrew Burnett did talk about how there's positive vibes still in the locker room and how we talk about the different adversity of coaching change, injuries, COVID, Olympic break, um. Uh, winter break too this is i'm not saying that this is nothing for the florida panthers but this is some this is a situation where the florida panthers find themselves once again in asking themselves how is this team going to respond 
after after dropping a kind of a it, it was kind of a dud tonight. Let's not let's not let's not let's be honest with ourselves. It was a dud, but the th- this team still has no panic. But um, yeah, definitely. Um, the... Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go go ahead with your statement. I was finished. Yeah, I'm just I was just gonna kind of piggyback off of what you were saying there. I mean, um, this is a team that has been here before. This is very very similar to what they faced last year against Tampa. Now they didn't they didn't have a great performance in that game too against Tampa, and obviously that was a lesson learned. So you don't want to see them repeat the same thing. Um, but this is a team that's faced adversity. They've got the veterans needed. They've got guys who have been here now. Um, obviously, we, we the the fan base is going to panic, but the, the players in the room and the coaching staff in that room, that, that's where it really counts. And they are uh, they, they seem to be level-headed, and they're ready to get back to, to their playing style in game two. They've uh, had a couple of stinkers here and there throughout the season. And they tend to bounce back uh, in resounding fashion. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they respond in game two. Yeah, and I uh, many many people were just picking this series as some people were saying even Panthers in four. Some people were saying uh, Panthers in five um, coming into this game. Of course, my pick still stands of Panthers in six for this one, but. Let's not forget the amount of experience that's still on the other side with Ovi, <laughs> TJ Oshi, Nicholas Backstrom, Lars Eller, like so many players on this um, Washington Capitals team that has that experience. And sometimes, sometimes the, um, the, that experience comes and they, they are in a familiar fa- a place. I mean, sure, the Florida Panthers have, have uh, a few players who have been to a Stanley Cup final, one who has won it in uh, Patrick Hornquist. But of course, uh, I'm talking about Ben Sherratt and Joe Thornton, the players who haven't won it. But still, the championship pedigree and winning it all and having that experience really makes that much of a difference. And we we saw that tonight with this Washington Capitals team. I mean, especially in the first period um, uh, with with the Florida Panthers, not much time in their offensive zone. The Washington Capitals were we're get we're getting in the way of passing lanes they were dominating the neutral zone which caused the the breakaways to go at the other end for this one and it was just a it was just a matter of of trying to um trying to do stretch a few passes when when there aren't any open lanes so that's kind of what i what i took away from tonight when it when it came to how the washington capitals were able to go the other way Definitely. Um, I, I really agree with you on that. I think if you look at these rosters on paper, the Panthers have a, a just an abundance of skill and talent, and the Capitals can't compete with that. But what they do have is, like you said, playoff experience, pedigree. That core has won a Stanley Cup. And you saw when we came out and, and jumped on them in the second period to take that 2-1 lead, there was absolutely no panic from anyone on, on that Capitals bench. Uh, they lose Tom Wilson and they take it in stride. Um, th- this is a veteran group. This was never going to be an easy series. Um, you're not going to sweep a team led by Alex Ovechkin. Th- this is this is a team that is is formidable. They had over 100 points in the regular season. They they are not going to be an easy out. Um, so anyone who thought they would be, it, it, it's that that was just never realistic. So um, to get into kind of what you said about their their playing style, um, everyone everyone knows the book on the Panthers is we create rush chances. Uh, lead the league in scoring on the rush. So what the Capitals did, they set up a 1-3-1 trap. 
uh, one forward up high, the two forwards and a defenseman in the middle, and then one defenseman in the back. And that is the standard defense for breaking rush chances through the neutral zone. And they did that very effectively and forced us to chip and chase, which is not our game. So uh, pressure shifts to Andrew Brunette. Uh, the players have to make adjustments on the fly. And he he said that in the postgame. Um, kind of got a little bit outcoached, a little bit unprepared as far as uh, strategy goes. But by no means is it time to panic. Um, I, I think talent will win out and, and depth will win out as far as this series goes. So uh, no time to panic. And I just want to say this for, for Panthers fans who are saying, oh, it's over, we're done. You can win a Stanley Cup with a record of 16 and 12. That's all you need, 16 and 12. So it's a long road. So, so you're saying a total of 28 games is possible? <laughs> I hope not. I don't think I don't think my heart can take it. But <laughs> no, same here, same here for for sure. But um, really, the tone setter for the Washington Capitals was uh, two straight penalties by the Florida Panthers at 49 seconds. Gudis uh, um, has a high sticking penalty, and then Mackenzie Weger, um Another delay of game. I know I've been a little hard on Mackenzie Weger when it comes to some of those uh, mental mistakes of his, but that was just the start of what wasn't a really good game for Mackenzie Weger. I mean, there was a there was a breakaway opportunity that um, led to the to the game tying goal um, in in the third period, um, and that delay of game really, even though even though at first I thought it was an even strength goal with the power play um, for the Capitals just ending, it was recorded as a power play goal. So Tom Wilson, not even two minutes in, in uh, this game tonight. And he, and he gets one right on the power play. Just, um, just uh, Tom Wilson doing Tom Wilson things. I mean, um, he, he actually went for a hit on Mackenzie Weger that ended up, uh, he got the worst of that one, but uh, Tom Wilson, uh, Little little bit of action, and the Panthers still couldn't take advantage of him uh, being reevaluated. And it's a it's a, a lower body injury for Tom Wilson as well. There, he, he's still being reevaluated, re so we don't know um, wh um, whether he's going to play game two or not. But just uh, just rush chances going the other way just um, is really the story of this one. Yeah, for sure. I think the Panthers are in a position right now where. They have no business uh, banking on or, or paying attention to the injuries from the other side. Um, we as fans can can take note of that, and I'm sure players will breathe a little easier knowing Tom Wilson may not be on the ice. Um, I think he may have actually injured himself on that attempted hit on Uyghur. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he shot in like a missile at the boards and kind of whiffed and went in awkwardly. Um, so it, honestly, I don't, I don't like to um, hope for injuries for anyone. It just seems like... Uh, It'd be kind of kind of ironic that Wilson injures himself on on a hit attempt of his own. Um, obviously, you'd like to beat every team at full strength, but if he if he misses time, then that only helps the Panthers' chances here. Um, but yeah, like like you said, the the rush chances the other way. The, the defense was not tight. Um, Mackenzie Weger had a couple mental errors. I, I do think the delay of game penalty. Uh, watching it a couple times and seeing it live, I'm pretty sure that puck hit the glass and and landed in the bench. It seemed like a missed call, but. Um, he, he definitely did not have uh, the, the type of game he expected to have tonight. And he's a veteran guy at this point. So it's all about how he bounces back. And that's whether Wilson is in the lineup or not for, for Washington. Uh, they seem concerned about his injury. So um, it's something to keep an eye on the next couple of, uh, next couple of days leading up to game two. Mm -hmm. For sure. And um, uh, Panthers just announced that they will be practicing at noon at FLA Live Arena um, tomorrow um in between in between games one and two so they already 
um, game one came and went. Florida Panthers lose home ice advantage, but we're going to talk more about Sergei Bobrovsky um, and the officiating of this one for for um, this first uh, game of this round one series against the Washington Ooh. Capitals. But first, we're going to talk all about Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait until the person behind the counter orders the parts of their computer, which is the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from baked sparks, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jake Winans here from pantherparkway.com. Um, and if you're watching on the YouTube, you see uh, that I'm in, uh, I'm in the press box for uh, I was in the press box for um, game one of this uh, this best of seven series. Uh, Panthers dropping this one. Um, Jacob was also in attendance um, in this one as well. Let's talk a little bit about Sergey Bobrovsky. Great, great enough to to win um, this one. There's so many. Uh, chances going the other way i mean there's a two-on-one chance that ov had a chance to pass it um and he t- took it by himself he had, he had one like right on the shoulder um in in the first period really bob was the really the tone setter and no no <laughs> this is a game that you really can't put on uh sergey bobrovsky at all and i'm glad that even though the panthers dropped this one that we're not asking the question of whether Sergey Bobrovsky starts in game two. So that is a big relief in all of this, that a lot of their mistakes happen to be correctable. Yes, that's a huge takeaway. Um, Bob was was stellar tonight. Um, no other way to put it. Uh, he, he had timely saves, um, and it seemed like even when we were down 1-0, he consistently made stops. He, he was our best penalty killer. Uh, and he, he kept us in it until we were able to tie it and eventually take the lead. And then in the third period, it was just a breakaway chance with Kuznetsov. It's, it's a 50-50 play. You can't fault him too much for not making that save. Um, and then the, the TJ Oshie game winner, there's there's nothing he can do on that. So the defense in front of him has to tighten up, and, and we can't expect him to perform like that every game. Uh, that would be an unrealistic ask. But the fact that he's confident, um, he, he's feeling himself in this game, and he's uh, he was he was fantastic. Uh, no other way to put it. Uh, there were a couple of timely saves that jumped out at me uh, on that power play. John Carlson gets a, a point blank chance right in the middle after we've been pinned in the zone, and Bob Bob catches that like Velcro on his chest, doesn't give up a rebound. They're able to get the face off in the in the line change, and then obviously the full split save on Dmitry Orlov was unreal. Um, you can't ask for any more from Bob in a game like this, and the goal support. Uh, you have to believe the goal support is coming. Um, our guys are not going to be held off the score sheet consistently in this series. I think the goal support is coming for him. Especially with after what we saw from the first night of uh, playoff games, too, with the um, amount of high scoring there there is. So I, I'm. It's a long it's a long series. It's just game one. So that that's why I'm 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 very confident that this uh, Florida Panthers team we're going to see a different we could see a different gear 
in this one. And and there were times where even the Florida Panthers were just kicking into that that gear. I mean, you see Sam Bennett taking it all by himself uh, to tie it at one almost near the end of the first period. I mean, even though the Florida Panthers were really in their defensive zone most of the time, a lot of one and done's going the other way. Sam Bennett finds a way to tie the game. And then Giroux off a rebound um, just 33 seconds into the into the second period. Cool. The Florida Panthers have that lead. They're, they're going into the third period. Um, regular season, 39-0-1 for the Florida Panthers going into, this, um, into the third period when they have a lead. And their only sh- loss this season in the regular season when leading after two was a shootout loss against the Los Angeles Kings this season. Already in game one of the playoffs, 0-1. After they went into the third period um, with a 2-1 lead. Jacob, playoffs, a different story for for both of these teams. Definitely. Um, nothing, honestly, it's, it's so cliche and it's repeated uh, ad nauseum all the time. Nothing you do in the regular season really matters come playoff time. Um, it's just about getting there. And once you're there, everything is zero and zero. So it's it's really unfortunate that they didn't play to their tendencies in this in in this one, but it's it, it it's something you can come back from. It's not the end of the world, and this this team is capable of bouncing back. Um, but I, I just think this goes to show you that anyone who thought this was going to be a cakewalk of a series, it, it's just not. Um, Washington, if I'm not mistaken, they had the best road record in the league this year. Uh, the Capitals did. They are a very good road team. They're a, a veteran a veteran laden team they've got they've got everything you need on the other side to win a series or, or even go deep into the playoffs so um the panthers need to take them seriously i think the the effort was lacking we lost board battles but it's a wake-up mm-hmm. call it's definitely a wake-up call and if you want to take home mice back you got to win thursday and you got to take one of their games at least in washington so mm-hmm. and 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 that's why i'm not i'm not i'm not on um, there's no again no time to panic panic right now the panthers aren't so there's so much confidence in that room. I mean, 58 of their 58 of their of 58 wins this season, 29 of them have been coming from behind. So what I know playoffs again are a different story, but what makes a lot of it for everyone listening out there, why should we doubt the the Florida Panthers' ability to to find a way to bounce back? I'm expecting I'm expecting a different um um level um, of this florida panthers team i want to talk about the power play real quick um for the panthers obviously we weren't expecting for it to click right away with aaron Eckblad being out for o- almost um two months i mean that's a that's a hard injury to come back from of course it was great to, for um aaron Eckblad to get out there when his name was announced um in the in the arena that place the place went nuts it, it was great to have him back, but of course it's going to take him a little bit. I mean, power play one. Let's let's uh, go over it a little bit. Ekblad, Huberto, Barkoff, G, and Sam Reinhart. Uh, power play two: Patrick Hornquist, Gus Forsling, Brandon Montour, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair. So, what what I notice is that Carter Verhage is in neither one of the power play units. I mean, of course that's gonna that could change um, as the series goes on, but I. I'm glad that the Florida Panthers do have Ekblad back to protect a shorthanded chance going the other way. 
But um, Andrew Burnett even said after the game, they were trying too hard to make that extra pass instead of going for the net. There was a, there's also a opportunity, a breakaway opportunity with um, Huberto and Barkoff, which Huberto decided to pass. And it was a pass broken up where, um, where um, it couldn't connect on Alexander Barkoff and it could have been a for sure goal. Um, by the way, the Pittsburgh Penguins just won in overtime against the New York Rangers in triple overtime. Triple um, overtime. Yeah. So um, just getting that as we, uh, as as we speak but um yeah um it, it's it's gonna take a little bit for ekblad to be accustomed to everything because that much of a layoff after after another leg injury it's uh you, you we we also got to consider the mental side of things to see if if aaron ekblad is all right upstairs too when it comes to coming back from an injury like that yeah definitely um with so much time off uh, and, and we have to keep in mind that this is not the same hockey that he was playing pre-injury. He's coming, he was in the middle of regular season hockey and his first game back is playoff hockey. It's almost two different sports at times. Uh, the physicality is different. The speed is different. So we had, we had to at least give him a game or two realistically to get back into his A game. Um, this was not an, an injury like uh, a certain other team last year where they had him practicing for an entire month leading up to things um and he was at full health well uh, we all know who we're talking about with that one but um Ekblad had a an actual a uh, real injury that that required real rehab and and it wasn't a guarantee that he was going to get back for game one so the fact that he was in there uh, is fantastic but we needed we need to give him some time to get up to speed um and to, to address your power play uh talking point there it was not good tonight um there's too much skill on that power play for it to stay, stay this, this cold. Um, but it was, it was definitely not good tonight. Everyone looked out of sync and we have to remember, this is the first time that top power play unit has ever played together. Mm-hmm. Um, Giroux and Ekblad have never been on a power play unit together until tonight. So the, that O for two, it, it's not great. And I, I really thought we were deserving of more power play opportunities. Um, we, yes. We'll get into that uh, shortly, I'm sure. But um, yeah, the, the, I think it was just the movement. I think the power play, people were stagnant, not a whole lot of moving their feet, not a whole lot of uh, interchanging positions. Everyone was just kind of standing around. So you got to uh, get that get that rhythm, uh, move, your, move your feet at all times, and, and it'll open up. And I felt like most of the penalties that the Panthers, um, the power plays that the Panthers could have gone on, um, both of them were on Huberto, the main ones. There was one where I believe he was interfered um, as as they were entering um the cap zone and another one was near the near the boards where he i felt like he was cross-checked right in the back and i'm just like where is that of course i'm not going to blame officiating for the reason why the panthers lost there was too many mistakes that that caused that it wasn't the uh, officiating but there were still opportunities that the panthers could have had um to go up on man advantage and uh man you you just you just wish that the Florida Panthers had had some of those opportunities. I felt like Huberto got a little beaten up tonight on some of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, the one you're talking about with Huberto is pretty egregious. He was skating in the zone and gets one of his arms pulled back and and loses the puck. Uh, another one that that really stood out to me was uh, Claude Giroux right in front of the net with about five minutes left takes a massive cross check to the back and falls face down and there was no mm. call. Um, but the, the call that really affected the game wasn't even a penalty call. It was the, the blown icing call that mm-hmm. directly led to the Kuznetsov goal. So I'm not one who's got, who likes to blame officiating entirely for a loss. But what I will say is officiating, 
as an official, the, the goal has to be to not let your, uh, your officiating directly in, influence the game. Um, you, you never want officiating to, to be a deciding factor in a game. Um, it, it's something that, that uh, is kind of a, a term I don't love using, but the, the officials tonight seem to have main character energy. Uh, they kind of thought they, that this was, seemed like they thought this was about them. And, and not about the game happening. And I, it's it's frustrating, but that, that's how it goes in the playoffs sometimes. You don't get every call. It's really physical. It's hard for them to keep up with everything, so you have to play through it. Um, but, yeah, just some of the egregious missed calls, you have to clean that up, and the officials can perform better as well. Mm. Um, definitely, definitely something to look for in game two. I don't think the officials can go home tonight and be proud of their performance tonight either. Yeah, and you see Bob raising his hand up, saying it was icy, and then to get back into the position to to uh, try to make a save after um, not a good uh, not a good um, sequence by Mackenzie Weaver. Yeah, and 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 you, and you know even even the third goal where um, they they get that rush and Oshi scores right before that, the Panthers had clear possession in the in the offensive zone, and this one is obviously not intentional, but the puck gets caught up in the referee's skates, and Sam Bennett can't get the puck back and the ref accidentally kicks it directly to the tape of a Capitals defenseman. So uh, it, it happens. Some of those things happen. You just have to mm. have to overcome that. <laughs> Here's a funny comment from Indade. Uh, football reference right here. Um, uh, Mackenzie Weger is a strong safety playing free safety. So two different positions <laughs> there. So yep, <laughs> love, love the football reference uh, there. Um, the Washington Capitals, I mean, when Sergey Borovsky made that save on Lars Eller right before the empty netter, I was I was I was thinking, man, that that game could have easily finished. Um, they could have ended it right then and there. And then the Florida Panthers do get their the extra attacker on, and then Lars Eller doesn't matter. Sergey Borovsky stopping him, he ends up getting the empty netter, and then um, that's all she wrote for um, the Washington Capitals. But Sergey Borovsky. Uh, he he was actually third star of the game um, in, mm -hmm. in this one, uh, I I believe uh, third third well star deserved. of the game, yeah, well deserved third star of the game. Uh, looking up his uh, final um, of thirty four of thirty seven um, tonight for um, the ten million dollar man. So once again, glad that we don't have a conversation have to have a conversation of who's going to be starting in, in net on um, on Thursday. Very confident that um, Sergey Bobrovsky will be that guy between the pipes um, on on Thursday night when these two teams will be meeting up again um, at, um, on Thursday night at 7.30. Uh, I think it's ESPN2 again. I'm going to double check. Um, but, yeah, so uh, good job by Bob. Um, Aaron Ekblad, of, of course, a little rusty coming coming in into this, but, hey, we don't expect it. But in the next segment, uh, we're going to discuss about scores around <laughs> the league. I got a funny comment uh, here. By, uh, <laughs> Play Johansson. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, <laughs> but no, thank in the, you. In in the, in the next segment, uh, we're going to discuss some uh, scores around the league and um, talk about the third line for the Florida Panthers. Uh, another um, another line that didn't perform uh, well in this one. So we're going to talk about all of that and more in the next segment. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. And summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack that will take. That, to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so they're fueled for your summer adventure. The best part about Bilt Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Bilt Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to Bilt.com and order now. 
All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the puffs yet? We're going, we're going crazy for the puffs. They come in um, diff different flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want protein bar that tastes like churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. Go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Third and final segment here on this live edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez uh, with Jacob Winans here here at FLA Live Arena post game, talking about this 4-2 loss against the Washington Capitals. So scores around the postseason for uh, about around the around the league in this uh, second night of this of the first round. Um, like we said, Pittsburgh uh, finds a big road win um, in triple overtime. Uh, Casey DeSmith actually got, get t gets taken out of the game for injury in the third period and they still find a way to win Colorado uh they score five goals in the first period and we start to realize how um important uh UC Soros is to that uh that uh Nashville Predators team even though Colorado is still the favorite in this one and right now Calgary and Dallas is one nothing uh, at the um at the end of the second period after at the end of the second period um so but let's talk about um, the third line, not the best line tonight. And, of course, uh, a little bit of inexperience has maybe have something to do with that with Mason Marchment. Of course, he's of course, he's won a AHL championship with the Toronto Marlies, but still um, very little postseason um, um, experience when it comes to um, the NHL. And, of course, Anton Lindell as well. Um, I think this is good for them. Um, you get a little bit of your growing pains out of the way. Um, I, I liked how the fourth line did. There was a sequence where they had um, where they were forechecking multiple times and creating opportunities um, in in their in the Washington zone where they created turnovers and shots um, going the um, in in the Washington net that that at least attempts at least. But um, third line didn't look so good uh, tonight, Jacob. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, before I get to that, I want to give. Uh... I want to give uh, Andres Orozco, who's in our comments right now, he, he mentioned the Flames and Stars fight. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, you should definitely take a look at it. Uh, Matthew Kachuk started an entire line brawl pretty much. It was That was insane. But, um, yeah, there it is uh, sh showing up on the screen right now. But, um, anyway, to address your, your uh, point there about the third line, um, believe it or not, Mason Marchment's six games of playoff experience last year is the extent of the playoff experience on that line. Uh, coming into tonight, Anton Lindell, obviously a rookie, has never played in the playoffs before. And Sam Reinhardt, um, you know, he's Buffalo. been in Buffalo. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to know. If you've been in Buffalo, you've probably never played in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, it's 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 tough for them to step into that environment and, and play right away. And Sam Reinhardt really did look um, like his, he was thrown off his game a little by the physicality or just to be expected in your first playoff game. Um, Anton Lindell didn't look out of place, but he just didn't really have a, a big two-way impact like we're used to. Um, and Mason Marchment, I, I felt like he was the best out of the three of them. Uh, he was involved. Uh, he lost the puck a ton, which is not great, but he was involved physically. That third line is going to get it. That third line is going to get it together. Um, Marchment, I think, is is the the catalyst for that line with his physical style. Uh, this this is the time of year where that really shows up, and it's only a matter of time before Reinhardt gets his game going in this in this series. So. Not, I wouldn't say cause for panic or anything like that. It was just not a great showing for them tonight. 
the fourth line, the fourth line was good. I'd like to see a little more physicality from them. Uh, Losterinen had a pretty good game. Lomberg was physical, but I'd like to see Hornquist show up a little bit more. Um, you can tell the Capitals still hate him. Uh, <laughs> after every <laughs> yeah. whistle, someone's in his face. The, the Capitals mm. still hate him, but uh, yeah, it's it, this is his time of year as well. I think I think he's going to show up, and our bottom six is going to help separate us as the series goes on. Sometimes rivalries live forever, even when you're on a different team. Um, memories, many playoff series between the yep. Capitals and Penguins over the years, and they, they don't forget. And a lot of the players on the Capitals, like we said earlier, still remain on the on the, on the roster for um for the for the Washington Capitals. Um one more thing we I want to get into before we wrap up this uh, live edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast is um Sam Bennett. Um a hit up high on John Carlson towards the end. Um, we've talked about this before about Sam Bennett trying to be um, trying to stay disciplined. Um, and I, I, I only saw the replay once. I, I got to check it out again, but um, not a good look for Sam Bennett going up high. And the fact that he has repeat offender next to his name, we saw what happened uh, earlier this year on New Year's Day against the Montreal Canadiens that caused a three game suspension. Um, that's something to look out for, um, in the next, uh, 24 to 48 hours to see if something happens with Sam Bennett, uh, before game two on, um, Thursday night. Yeah. Um, as soon as it happened right away, uh, my vantage point was a little bit different than, than your vantage point. It kind of happened right in front of me. And my first thought was, oh man, uh, please not Bennett again. Cause Carlson got, he got hit pretty good. Um, he ended up leaving the ice. He, he does appear to be okay. He was um, celebrating with the team post game and, um, actually was awarded the, their defensive player of the game award in their locker room. So he seemed fine. But um, yeah, Bennett seemed to lose his cool a little bit once it, once he realized the game was out of hand. And uh, yeah, it's not a great hit. It, it's really unnecessary. Uh, it doesn't affect the outcome of the game at all. You're not playing the puck. He's got to stay disciplined. Um, this has been an issue for him going back to Calgary. Um, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve and his playing style. He, he's really a different animal in the playoffs, and he gets so jacked up and he plays with so much emotion and passion. But you have to rein that in, and and, and you can't you can't cross that line to to the to breaking the rules of the game. So um, we we have to hope it's not it's not anything super egregious in the eyes of of player safety. But um, the, in player safety, there's such wild cards. You never know what, what the punishment's going to be or if there's going to be any consistency. So you don't want to leave it in their hands. You really don't. And and Bennett is a two-time repeat offender uh, since the playoff last year. Um, so the, the punishment would not be – it would not be it would not be team-friendly as a Florida Panther for sure. Yep, something we'll need to monitor. Um, a few news and notes um, for the Panthers. Um, well, not news and notes, uh, stats for um, – the Panthers is this is now their sixth straight playoff series where they've lost game one and they've never won a playoff series since um, um, while losing um, they never won a playoff series while losing game one in their entire history of of, of the franchise um, uh, well they have they have excuse me they have once I believe it was 97 against New York Rangers um, and they haven't led a series since 2012 when they were up three, two on the New Jersey devils. So of course we're talking about 26 years of, of, of this cloud over this franchise head is head. We also talk about uh, the, 
the Florida Panthers going in a little bit of a drought as well when it comes to setting the tone early. But in past years, I would have panicked. I would panic more. But this is let's not forget, of course, and we could talk about superstitions all we want about President's Trophy. Now, there's probably going to be some of those overreactions on Twitter, which I have not refreshed my timeline in a, in a while, gladly so. But there's a this is a top seed in all of the NHL. The I'm very very confident that we're we're not gonna see a team that's gonna let some negative momentum just after one game be their be their downfall. Um, I think with how bought in they are with Bruno, and of course Bruno is going through his fair share of growing pains as well being that this is his first playoff series as the head guy. And there was a story out on whether he wanted to be a, um, a head coach just two years ago, um, right before he was invited to uh, Quenville's staff. And it's, it's growing pains. It's growing pains. And the fact that this the Florida Panthers found, um, put themselves in the position that they are now with being that top seed, um, I think it's a little different this time around. Yeah, definitely. I think this team is built to come back from this. They faced adversity adversity all year. Uh, they've come back from just about everything you can come back from over the course of the season. Um, I don't think they're going to let this affect them the way they did last season. It seemed like after game one, they were so shell-shocked and they just kind of lost their their will to fight in game two. I think they're going to respond uh, in a big way in game two. And I think they have, they, they're definitely capable of winning a game or two games in, in D.C. So um my prediction is still panthers and six um but this this was always going to be a long series and if you want to talk about his uh, history which i'm not one of those people who buys into it that much i don't think the past really affects what the team does now it's more something that the fans feel than the players feel um but i would say this if you want to look at, at past performance the capitals have won game one of their playoff series the last three years and they have lost all three of those series uh, including last year, going up 1-0 and then losing 4-1. to So if you want to look at, at history, it, that's something that we should also keep in mind, that the Capitals are not automatically throwing their, their victory parade after winning one game. Uh, they, they they are known for, for slipping through, uh, letting those wins slip through their fingers after going up 1-0. So um, something to keep an eye on if you really believe in the history, but it, it's about the games in front of us, not the games in the past. Um, understandably so, the Panthers fan base, Twitter, any social media, the fans of the arena, everybody is immediately in panic mode. Like, oh my God, this is happening again. I understand. I get it. The past has shown us this is what's going to happen. We always do this. I get it. But this is a long series. It's going to be a long series, and we have too much talent to go out unceremoniously. Uh, we're this is going to be a this is going to be a fight, and I think we're we're more than ready for it. I think this team is capable. Absolutely. That's a great, I think that's a great place to end uh, this live edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Um, long night for the Panthers, long night for both of us uh, going past uh, going past certain times, but th- hey, this is the playoffs, baby. Um, it, it's going to be a wild ride, um, whether they, whether they uh, end up winning this series or not, whether they go all the way to the Stanley Cup final or fall short, it's going to be, um, it's going to be some long games uh, ahead. Uh, for for this Florida Panthers team and long nights for for us for sure but um oh so worth it uh for her. one last comment a funny one uh 
Panthers in three. <laughs> my Indade. <laughs> hey, thank Indade, thank you for making me laugh just a little bit, even though it's not a uh, the best night for the Florida Panthers. But um, Jacob, know you've been on the show many times, but tell everyone out there where they can uh, follow you um, online and tell them where they can find your work. Absolutely. Uh, you can find my work at pantherparkway.com and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Winans 8. Um, I'm definitely active there, uh, especially throughout the games. I'll be live tweeting them and um, hopefully not losing my mind too much. So um, definitely, definitely give me a follow if you if you want some content throughout the playoffs. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much once again for joining and uh, I'll see you next Wednesday. Absolutely. And I will see you Thursday for game two, just not on here. <laughs> yep, definitely. That's for sure. Thank you so much once again. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast and the Crosscheck NHL shows Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Lockdown NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.